Hey, welcome to the First Issue Club podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Today we are covering Empire out on Marvel and Sleeping Beauties on IDW. Yeah, that's the Stephen King comic book that came out this week. (laughs) If you don't know, we are a comic book reading club where each week we read first issues, number ones. There's a lot of them and we cover them and we try to lead you through the muddy and murky landscape that is the comic book universe. In the club today, we've got me, Budget King, and... Mike D. And Greg. And Caitlin. Yes, she's back. Back again. (laughs) Caitlin's back from the dead. (laughs) I have risen. That's right, folks. We've mastered necromancy. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a minute since Caitlin's been on. It has. I don't, I feel like I'm brand new. (laughs) I was like, I've been out of the game. Like, I haven't been able to read. It's going to be wild. You feel like reborn? Yeah. Perfect. That's a good we'll feeling. We'll see if I have a totally new perspective. <laughs> so what are these I comic books? I hate everything I've liked before. <laughs> um, yeah, we're recording in the same room. Social distance, masks. You can picture it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're good at this. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we're following all the rules. I don't know how it looks like in your city, but in our city, we're doing it right. Um, and it's uh, it's comic books, baby. So uh, let's get into the news. We've got a lot of news, a lot of shit happening. Um, if, if you don't know what Empire is, uh, it is the new event happening. And it's I, I called it a number one, but it's actually a zero, if that means anything to you guys out there. Yeah, so we're breaking a rule. We only cover number ones. This is a zero. So if you have umbrage with that, get at us on the social medias and let us yeah, know. talk to our boss. <laughs> yeah, talk to our fucking lawyer. <laughs> yeah, email Matt Hodab. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all, all your profanities go to Matt Hodap. So, yep, this is the new summer event for Marvel Empire. DC has Death Metal, Marvel has Empire, and we're gonna spend a lot of money on both of them because they're stupid. But we're gonna spend less money on Empire because Marvel just came out and said that they're cutting twenty-one books from the event. I think direct response to fan reaction. Do you believe so? Just um, like everybody groaning all over well, the Well, I mean, that's definitely that definitely was the chatter on our Instagram when we posted about it. Immediately, several of the people I follow were like, God, Marvel fucking sucks for this one. <laughs> it was, I think it was 52 books that were originally going to be tied into this thing. Right. So a third of the books have been cut. Are they not written yet? So they've been, so my, my theory is, yes, fan outcry is one reason. Yeah. Two, Pre-sales for those books were shit right? because oh, of the be pandemic. One of the worst selling events ever. And so my thinking is they've already had been drawn and written. Mm-hmm. So they're probably going to appear in the collected edition or the omnibus when this all gets collected at the end as kind of like an extra. Okay. But, I mean, that's Marvel's taking a fucking hit. They're cutting 21 books. That's wild. At, what, four bucks a pop each? I wonder if they're going to be digital release only. No, they're cut. They're they're just like gone. They're gone. They're wow. Just cut them. Do you think that this is to pave way for X of Swords at all? Well, that's what I was thinking. That I'm already allotting so much of my Marvel money for all these X Men books that are already happening, and mm-hmm. then they're doing a cool event on top of that that I'm going to want to follow. Yep. So making way for another like Cree Scroll thing is very low on my priority list. The other thing is that like they basically go hard in the paint for these events marketing up to them just like crazy. Yeah. And they just 
didn't really have that runway to do this. So, well, the runway was on fire, also known <laughs> as a pandemic and civil unrest in America. Well, think about all the conventions where they normally would have pumped this stuff and released news about oh, it. Oh yeah, didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Exclusive variants and all that like bullshit. We we went to C two E two right before Comic Cons were canceled, and they were barely mentioning this. I went to a panel with Al Ewing and CB Sabolsky. Yeah, and uh, they just. Barely, barely teased Empire at that point. I f- and that was in like what March? March? That was a month away from when it was supposed to drop. Yeah. The tone that I got from this, and I was going to mention this when we review the book, was that like it's getting in the way of Exosorts or sort whatever that series is called. That it's like it's like oh yeah, we have to do this big event. That's like all of the characters before we get into the mutant event. True. And this, and I people mean, people are more excited about the mutant event. Totally. Because well, it's, it's the hottest well, book. And that's not to say Al Ewing, awesome. I'm excited to see whatever he's got coming because he's a great writer and he does really fun things with superheroes that I know. Right. Yeah. And it, and it begs the question, if they can cut 21 books that easily, do these events need to be that long? <laughs> no, they absolutely don't. Do they need to have that many one-offs or that many tie-ins? One of the things that's cool about some of the tie-ins on these big Marvel events is that you get really weird new writers. Mm-hmm. Like dipping their toe into the Marvel universe. Like I think you had some podcast hosts that you really like write one of the um Yeah, the, the McElroy the, brothers wrote oh, yeah. um a Journey the, into Mystery. A War of the Realms tie in. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was hilarious. It was him and it was all three of the boys and the dad writing a comic book. Yeah. Which was a, a dream of theirs. Right. So I mean, yeah, you you do get those fun um, like uh uh, Chip Zdarsky got to write for some characters that he doesn't get to write for in, in mm-hmm. War of the Realms, and it's it's just zany. Yeah. But sometimes it's too much. If you cut 21 titles and you still have 30-some-odd books, right? it's too much. Have you guys ever attempted to buy every book in an event, including the, like, spinoffs? I've done it. I've done it. I have not. I can't. I just, I don't have that kind of dedication in me. Well, Caitlin, actually, you have. You just don't know it. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess we're now the proud owners of some of those events. But I've, I, the checklist thing kind of appeals to me just organizationally and being able, but I don't even know how I would even go about making sure that I read it. It's kind of like when a crossover gets too big within the shows that I watch even, I'm like, I don't know what order to watch these in and I'm going to get it out of order and it's going to be a mess. One thing that they're doing that I appreciate at least with this is that like you'll have Empire colon uh, Fantastic Four number one. Yep. Instead of saying like... Venom slash like, yeah. Yeah, like we're interrupting your Venom run with like random characters from X Factor. Right. And it's just this like random <laughs> bit of this tie-in and like Venom's not even in it. I remember doing like going to buy my comics when I was a kid and like saving up my allowance money, trying to pick out which book I wanted, and then it would be some insane tie-in and I, that had nothing to do with the previous issue and I would be so lost and upset. <laughs> Oh, no. I could just see little Mike D in the yeah. shop being like, well, fuck this book. Justice for children. <laughs> Spending their allowance on comic books. <laughs> um, what, what other news did we got? I got one if you don't have one. The, uh, the FOC order just came out, um, and there was a bunch of image books on there, and one of them that they uh, you can now order is the re-up of Chew is coming back. So uh, I am a huge Chew Chew fan and very. But it's spelled C H U, is it not? Um, I th- it is. Yeah, I think it's because. 
Well, I don't. I actually don't know anything about the book. I I assume it's Chu's daughter. Is the like focal point there's of a, it? Yeah, there's a female lead. Okay, I know that at least. Chu Tony Chu. That's how he spells his last name C H U. So it's like I bet it's her is the last name, but I don't know if that's true or not. Either way, I'm just pumped that the book's coming back. Been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Been a while <laughs> without a dope step to step to. That, can you guys do the baby crying song from that the sample? No. Ali. That, that was perfect. R.I.P. <laughs> this bit. Next. <laughs> hey, real quick, we just have some like pod- podcast tidying up to do. We um we had released an interview that it looked like 80 people um downloaded in like an hour, which was kind of crazy. And we did some research on that person and there's a whole extensive story, but they have some connections to things in the past that do not represent what this podcast is about and the whole reason why we do this podcast. So we made the call to pull it. Um, we talk about it more in our Patreon. So if, if that's something you want to hear about, you could hear it there. If you if you don't want to pay us money to hear our opinions, <laughs> just message us on any of our socials. We're not trying to hide this. We also just aren't trying to like put bad energy in the world and, and that type of thing. So it was our journalistic call to do it. And um, we feel good about what we did. I think it's time to get the podcast started. Oh. Yeah. Studios. All right. First up, we have uh, Sleeping Beauties out on IDW. This is one of those comics that I think came to us hot off the presses of getting optioned. Did think, it really? I think this is the case. Oh, my God. Well, it was already a full fleshed out story. Yes. Um, cause I, I, it was a book, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 2017. Okay. So you're hearing it. This is hot. This is Sleeping Beauties. This is made by none other than Stephen King. And forgive me, there is also the name Owen King on here, and I don't know what relation Owen King is. To I Stephen. don't know. Is this like an, an Abram situation where we got Hank and he already, he already has a son that has a different name than him. Yeah. Joe Hill. So did Owen not go the route of Joe Hill? <laughs> yeah. I think he wanted to benefit from dad's name. And yeah. Joe Hill was like, I can do it on my own. I wonder, Don't even publish on Hill House, please. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do you think jo- Joe and Owen hate each other? Are they the same person? Oh, oh M. Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> they might be. Is Owen Joe Is Owen King Joe Hill? No, that would be ridiculous. I would hate that. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this right now fucking hates because it. He's, because he's getting two social security checks. Oh, no, there's a Joe King. <laughs> there is no way he's so getting So Joe two. King is Joe Hill. Okay, who is Owen King? Who's joking? Joking. We're all joking. Who's joking? Uh, so Owen King, I bet, is his like- His wife? No, it's like his alter ego, Stephen King's. So he did like a Garth Brooks- Chris, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines thing, but he just put both his identities right. in one book. Uh-huh. He he also wanted to benefit from his name. Okay. <laughs> the angel on my shoulder and the devil on my shoulder <laughs> wrote a book together. Uh, both named Stephen Owen. Stephen King and his son, Owen King. Yeah. How old is Owen? And if you say 15. Okay, I don't know. He's the younger of the son of authors, Stephen and Tabitha. Okay, give me an age. Four Come to on. three. Uh, Owen, you do not need to be... 
benefiting from your father's name on this. What if it was just a labor of love that they did together? I have an idea, Papa. Daddy, I have a day. You literally just talk, you wax poetic about the McElroy brothers doing a comic book with their dad, and now you're shitting on Owen whoa, King. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Let's, let's eat your words, <laughs> I will address that on the Patreon, but <laughs> no, different thing. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no sale. Caitlin, give me a rundown of this book, please. <laughs> okay. This one's just straight from IDW because they did a really concise job, which I very much appreciate. So, Sleeping Beauties. A strange sleeping sickness known as Aurora has fallen over the world, and strangest of all, it only affects women. In the small town of Dueling, a mysterious woman has walked out of the woods. She calls herself Eve and leaves a trail of carnage behind her. More mysterious, she's the only woman not falling asleep. Hmm. My one hang up on this is that I like, well, I guess on the conversation itself is that I feel dumb and stupid predicting things when it's a novel out there that like several people have read already. <laughs> yeah. uh, true. You know what I mean, I, I think that here's my take on where it's going. Right. It's like so <laughs> <laughs> my thing for me is that Sleeping Beauty's not an intriguing title. Stephen King writing a comic book. Like, not that interesting, because that feels like just like, oh, we're just putting something on another medium, we right? We just added pictures. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think he's writing it. I think it's adapted from his book. Someone else adapted this into a comic book. Okay. So Stephen King isn't just like going to IDW, just like, I got an idea for a comic Great book. Stephen King impression. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I've been, very, that's like one of the things I do on my stand-up. Very, very New Englandy. Oh yeah. God. You guys like clam chowder and horror? <laughs> And cocaine. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, he was big in the coke, yeah, right? I mean, the whole, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. So, yeah. Well, see, the cocaine kind of makes me, you know, brain stutter a little bit. But my son Joseph Hill, um, you may you may know him. He he changed his name because he didn't like me too much, but he benefited from my legacy either way. Um. My son Owen, on the other hand, really isn't that. Um, we can just get this bitch dead, dead in the water. That's all, that's all staying in. That's good. Fuck. <laughs> Sleeping Beauties is a is a crime uh, show. It seemed it it felt like to me um, the start of like True Detectives. Like, yes. E- like it was like eerie, dark, whodunit. Anyway, hybrid crime and like pandemic monster thing um i don't know did you guys have like what did you think of it as a comic book i thought it shouldn't have been one <laughs> if i'm being completely well, honest here's the a thing to B. Uh, i i think a lot of adapted things uh rush the story so much that you're like this is for people who already read the novel it really yeah. is and they introduce so many characters so fast that i'm like this is maybe one of those things too. I felt like the Game of Thrones comics were also the same way, where it's like you need to have read the novel or watched the show. Well, the Game like of Thrones comic books really had enjoy more issues than that, but yeah, that's. I true. don't even understand why anybody would want to do that. There is too much in that show. They had to have a show to break down what was happening in that show <laughs> after the show, just so people could understand who was what and where they were. Yeah, and. Like, I don't even understand why you would want to make that into a comic book. It's like if we started an exclusive Sleeping Beauties podcast just to break down what's happening in the comic book. <laughs> I will say- Which I... <laughs> might be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I agree. I think the pacing was a little bit hard. It was tr- it was a little bit difficult to figure out who fit in what story. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then because they kind of jump around a couple times, too. Uh, I did really like the way it was drawn, especially this character that's Eve. you think is maybe the, cat- the like the catalyst to everything. Mm-hmm. I liked the way she was drawn. She looks a little crazy, but not in a bad way. She's super, super intriguing. Yeah. The fact that they named her Eve, very cheeky. Yeah, Adam and Eve. <laughs> of Adam fame. Of, of Adam and oh, Eve. Oh, wait, that's, that's where we, okay. Of garden fame. There we go. It wasn't, it actually wasn't Eve, the Rough Riders rapper, now married to a billionaire. <laughs> Is she married to a millionaire? Yeah. A, a billionaire, yes. Good for her. Yeah. And she was on a great sitcom. She's had one of the most illustrious hip-hop careers. What sitcom was she on? I um, don't know that. Reba. Uh, is I she actually, on Reba? I don't actually remember. I was just reading her Wikipedia oh, she, article the other day. If she were only on Reba. <laughs> oh, man. The, you know what America needs now? Reba. Back on TNT <laughs> immediately. One of the things that happens in first issues Switching. is that... Uh, <laughs> Changing, <laughs> Changing gears. Is that sometimes your reading experience is tainted by what you're reading on your stack. Yes. And I had just read an image book that we're going to cover on a Patreon a little bit called um, That Texas Blood which was a crime book, um, kind of like No Country for Old Men, and it is fabulous. It's wonderful and like creepy and weird. It was this kind of in the same lane, but and not as good? Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is the exact same lane, but like... It's in the slow lane. But not as good. So then I'm just like, oh, this is just like that book light. Yeah. That's a bummer. And so that really tainted it for me. So, I, yeah. Um, I won't say it's bad. Like you mentioned, you compared it to a great HBO show that... I love and it, I agree it has that vibe. And if you're a Stephen King fan, 100% get this. The, the fact that the pandemic only um, attacks women seems like there's going to be some good social commentary in this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there is not poo poo on this. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it seems like it's, it's, there's got to be like a analogy metaphor mm-hmm. for something. Yeah. I hope this is like a really good start for Owen in his comic book career. He's published. He's yeah. very published. I hope he, he flourishes on IDW. Yeah. Just cause sometimes just because we don't know about somebody doesn't mean they aren't famous. <laughs> if I was Owen, I would introduce myself as, St- yeah. as Stephen King's son. Oh, my God. If, I'm, if I am Stephen King's son, I don't get a job. I just like go to parties, do a bunch of cocaine. Like that's how that's how you live your life. That's why it's rich dad, poor dad, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so so now you're banking on whatever offspring you have to be rich. <laughs> so yes, in that scenario. I'm so the you're poor like dad. the lazy hammock in between the two rich. Rich kid, points poor of kid. Your life. Rich rich son, poor son. <laughs> I'm poor poor dad with illustrious dreams. <laughs> cool imagine having a new york times bestseller and getting like no credit for it because <laughs> your dad helped you right yeah. yeah stephen king's name's also on this i just imagine that would be infuriating <laughs> all, all the reviews i said this, I, I heard about this would be like stephen king and another king on it <laughs> two kings <laughs> How can there be two kings? <laughs> there can only be one king, and Stephen's the stronger one. Where has Tabitha King written anything? I think it's I think checks, it's baby. <laughs> well, in in the Wikipedia article, it states her like you should know Tabitha King. Yeah. So I don't know. She has a Wikipedia page. That's more than <laughs> that's, I. Have. Yeah, that's more than us. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Do we first issue club doesn't have a Wikipedia page? Yet? Not that I know of. Okay, we still haven't gotten our LinkedIn approved. Here we have. Oh, we did. Yeah. Okay. There we go. We're LinkedIn approved for all you business professional comic book fans <laughs> out there. 
Um, Connect? <laughs> <laughs> so that's Sleeping Beauties. We didn't have a ton of hot takes on it, but uh, it, it, was, it was a spec book for sure. And uh, Stephen King, you're writing still, which is good. I want to be doing that when I'm 70 plus. God, how old is he? Yeah, He's old enough. He's trying to groom Owen to take over. <laughs> Joe doesn't need him. Joe doesn't fucking need him. <laughs> no. Fuck you, Dad. I have my own empire. So here's what I got for you on Wikipedia. There is a First Issues Collectors Club. Whoa. Or FIC, <laughs> as they're often known. Same acronym. Fucker. Damn. And they're an international society for collectors of the first postage stamps issued by legitimate postal administrations. So right. how much does it cost right. to make a Wikipedia? Nothing. Oh. Are you kidding? <laughs> Hell yeah. Why do you think people can go in and edit them anytime they want? Because it's it's a bedlam, baby. <laughs> The, you know, the internet is hell. You know the word bedlam, but you don't know that Wikipedias are free. And I, also, I don't you fucking didn't use learn. bedlam correctly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? He fooled me. <laughs> I thought bedlam was like a place where like anarchy and hedonism I mean, ran I mean, wild. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, did I use it correctly? <laughs> I'm going to look it up just to make sure. Do we have a redaction on the Because I thought it was more about dueling forces. My brain is plastic. I'll go with whoever says All right. Next up, we have the event, which we covered extensively in our news so you may ask yourself why are we even covering the comic book because it's that big avengers empire number zero yep it's not a number one but it's close by al ewing and pepe laraz such a such a fancy name such a fancy way to pronounce that (laughs) it was uh it's fancy drawing so it is he he did a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. illustrating this book He's been doing some X-Men stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, this is a big event, so it's hard to sum up, but Caitlin, do you have anything that gets at trying to sum it up? Yes. Tries. Um, this is a prelude, right? This is the zero, so this is like supposed to be a primer. I have I will talk about how I it was not a primer for me in a minute, but um Empire is Okay, so the Korean scrolls have united under a new leader. Their war fleet is on a collision course for our world. Meanwhile, on the moon, the Avengers prepare countermeasures with the full power of Earth's <laughs> mightiest heroes. Also approaching from outer space is the Fantastic Four. They're they're there. Spoiler alert. They're yeah. there too. I feel like I feel like everything you said ended with a question mark. <laughs> which is accurate appropriate for talking about this book. If there ever were an inaccessible Marvel event, this is this is the this one. is it. <laughs> this For is sure. the one. Yeah. I even went to the aforementioned Wikipedia because right. they it promised to have like lead ups and um, plot so that you could kind of get oriented a little bit. And halfway through, I was like, nope. 
This is decades of stuff that I have just not. Scree, crawl, crowy. Because I started talking about it, and Greg's like, oh, yeah, that was from the 70s with Celestial Madonna. And I'm like, no, then no. I can't. There's no way I could make up the amount of ground that I would need to in order to fully understand what's happened. Yep. It's convoluted even from the 70s. Mantis is in there, and you, we haven't seen Mantis in current comic books. Just the movies. In a long time. And it's strange that she's even in the movies. Like, what a weird that pull. That is weird. I did like her, though. She's great. She's great in the movies, and they utilize her well, but, like, to to not have her in the comic books for so long is, like, well, we, we know why now, because she's part a part of space. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, the thing for me on this comic book of why it maybe didn't land was in the last three months, my entire life is like changed. And most people's has. Like nothing is normal again. Everything is like different. And then it's like Marvel's trying to be like, oh yeah, we still do special events and they're kind of the same. And I'm just like, that's not what I want. <laughs> I, I can't go back to normal life. And like, it just reads like another, you know, big event. And so it, it, I, it took me two times to read it and be like, I'm going to give Al Ewing a chance. He is right. a good writer. He is like, he comes across as like this guy who writes fantastic fantasy, sci-fi, horror, all that kind of stuff. But it's still just a big Marvel event at the end of the day. Well, it also reads like we haven't been on a three-month pause. That yeah. That's what made this book hiccup so much is because it expected you to just be ending Iron Man 2020. It just made it, it, it relied on you just finishing the new Thor run by Donny Cates, where he has his new costume and, and his eye is back. Well, it, can you guys even remember what happened in Incoming, which it, was a predecessor to this exact story? It was in fucking January. It kept on re- referencing Incoming, and I was like, oh, that was that giant book that I couldn't get through. <laughs> <laughs> and that we tried to cover. <laughs> yes. It, it 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 suffered because there was such that long pause from like where this wanted to be released. Right. So all the steam and all the wind is out of its sails. Yeah. And not to mention, it chose the most obscure moment from Marvel history to base an event that originally had 52 books in it. Mm-hmm. What the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. Is this a line that happens like in Avengers or is this truly this like vanilla of a book? It starts with... And there came a day, a day unlike any other, when Earth's mightiest heroes found themselves united against a common threat. On that day, Avengers were born to fight the foes no single superhero could withstand. Like, is that, that's just every event, right? They might start every book like that. Okay, good. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I hope that is the case because yeah. that doesn't, uh, yeah. Right, if that yeah. if if that's the 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 setup to this book, then I'm like, oh dear God. This uh, Avengers book that Greg brought over from the 70s has the same intro. Then and I stand uh, corrected. <laughs> I need to atone. Actually, this is okay. We'll write you in for next yeah. episode. This is where I atone. The grammar of that sentence was even bothering me, but it seems like it's a bunk <laughs> grammar error. So I'm sorry, Stan Lee. I'm most interested in this from the fact that like it may tie in with. Immortal Hulk or She-Hulk. I've been having a lot of fun with the Avengers run lately. Mm -hmm. And like the team they threw together for the Avengers is just so unique and wild. And they haven't gotten together since for like an event since the War of the Realms kind of started in War of the Realms around the same time. So they're they're due for another big event. 
I think one of the coolest things about this book is the Tony Stark um, inner com- inner dialogue that he's going through. He's essentially having a spiritual awakening. That was great writing. Throughout the whole thing. And it's like reconciling with like, is he now like dreaming about the future? And then does he now believe in a messiah? And like for Tony Stark to like, they show him crying in his suit at one point in time because he's just like having such a like trip. Like it seems like he's on one giant like um, acid trip and he's like awakened to it. Kind of like Caitlin is now reborn on this (laughs) podcast. Um, So that was good. That was interesting. Question for you, and I'm sorry that I missed this. Do they always make She-Hulk speak like a caveman? Ugh, no. That that is a common thing that happens on and off, depending on who writes it. Yeah, I'll say that. Um, it's so fucking disconcerting. Yeah. Yeah. They Marvel transitioned into this where they had like a medium sized She Hulk for a while mm-hmm. that practiced law as She Hulk, right? And then she was back to being Jen Walters for a while. Because she was just having emotional issues and couldn't control becoming mm-hmm. She-Hulk, right? And then some of her existential crises boiled to a point where she became this like super buffed out, like gray She-Hulk, Cross- and, CrossFit Hulk. And yeah, <laughs> and has ever since um, been this larger, more. Her, her brain is more dedicated to well, brawn than it is it's, words. It's more yeah, animalistic and yeah, like animalistic's a good word. The for baser it. instincts are just like of early Hulk features, which is you just smash and destroy things. Which There's is no critical thinking. Sex, eat, destroy. Which is maybe a yes, gear. Which is my motto. <laughs> <laughs> which is maybe a gear that Jennifer Walters has had, but we're just now tapping into it. They like mm-hmm. she's got new powers. As of the beginning of this Avengers run. Right. So that's interesting. I love that character, and that's one of the reasons I like like this Avengers run. Uh, what do you guys think about the Swordsman, who I only know from Marvel versus Capcom fame? Um, in the original Celestial Mas- Madonna, uh, he's a misogynistic crybaby who is um, upset that he's like a junior varsity Avenger. And so he, end, he ends they, up getting himself killed uh, for, you know, altruistic reasons. But And that's how they explain that he got reborn because he died so heroically. But it, in in this book, he uh, in the original 70s run, he is a straight up asshole. Yeah. And zero redeeming quality. Cool. So uh, w- what they do with the character from here on out is whatever to me. I've never been really attached to the Huntsman or or anything like that. So... Do you think the Marvel's moon is maybe getting too crowded? Well, that's a good question. There are Doombots up there attacking (laughs) a base that was supposed to solve global warming. Is that still a thing? (laughs) Well, Well, they're not in the blue zone or whatever. Yeah, they're not in the blue zone. The X-Men Cyclops, like, lives on the moon. Uatu. No, Watch dead. is dead. Right, I, but he was his remnants. <laughs> well, this this forest that's now growing on the moon is where Awatu had been living, I believe. Right, and where Nick Fury is now. Right. <laughs> who is the new Watcher. Dipping the, into a little original sin for everybody. The moon is getting crowded. Can I ask you guys a really 
dumb science question. Sure. The moon is the big thing that goes around the earth. Check one. Good. Okay. Now I can move to the second question. Um, when people say the dark side of the moon, like if Pink Floyd were to say that. Which they have, yes. Yeah. Okay. Does the dark side mean whatever the dark side is now? Or does the moon spin in such a way that there is always the same dark side? Correct. The, the moon does not spin. It is set in place. So, so the, the dark side of the moon is always the dark side of the moon. If you look at a full moon, it always looks the same. We always same see, craters. We always like, see the same craters. We never yes. see. We never see the other. We we never see the flag. Uh, right. That's that, why they say like man in the moon. And you can kind of make out like a little bit of a face. Okay. So there is truly. Well, I hope my wife listens to this because she was dead wrong on this question when I asked her over the weekend. Uh oh. So, sorry, uh, Heather. You're gonna make her do an atonement. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my wife on this. She's gonna atone. <laughs> there is a dark side of the moon that's always dark. From it, yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what state could you wrap around the moon and it would be that size? Like Idaho, is the moon the size of Idaho? Oh, what <laughs> what school failed you? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. The the moon big. It's, it's pretty big. Big Texas. No, dumb. way bigger. It's way bigger. Russia. I don't know what specific continent, but multiple. That's a country. <laughs> Don't fucking do this right now. How big is yeah, the moon I was like, compared to Earth? We can Earth? easily figure this out. Here's what I found from universetoday.com. This it's... means that the moon is approximately 27% the size of the Earth. Oh, that's big. That's real big. <laughs> oh, that's big. That's about oh, as that many is, as... That uh, is big, though. <laughs> that's as many books Empire cut about 27%. <laughs> The moon's big. If you guys didn't know, if you guys came here to find out about science, leave knowing the moon's big. The moon's big. <laughs> I did sort of like that commentary on um, just sort of the Ooh. futility of trying to create some grand thing when nature is always going to outweigh anything that man <laughs> can come up with with technology. Like that was kind of a neat commentary that Ewing threw in there. Yeah. Nature always wins. One of the things that you mentioned too, Caitlin, which it doesn't even, if you got this far in the, this, this is boring to you at this point, but that the Avengers are essentially going to be fighting Fantastic Four because they're like flying with the scrolls of the Kree. I thought that they were more of like an, in an ambassador or a diplomatic role. That's true because the Fantastic Four see the screen, the Kroll coming together or scroll coming together as like a peace thing. Yes. And they want to harbor that peace. So there's more to this story. I think they're going to end up butting heads for sure Mm -hmm. because they don't, that's. Because Reed Richards is the perfect villain. (laughs) He is. Uh, Has Alpha Flight already been released? No. So this is, Empire is going to release Alpha Flight again. I hope so. I miss Alpha Flight. It seems like if they talk about bringing them in the loop and keeping them abreast of the situation. Yeah. So that's that's one good thing. More more space uh, Marvel things. Uh, you got to pick up the Union, which is a tie-in. Did it get cut? Oh, what? No. That's You're kidding. That's one of the books that got cut. Wow. Yeah. That one looked so good. It did look really. I didn't even cool. know anything about it. The Union is this like Britain's new superhero team. That I was going to have like in tons of first appearances. RB Silva, like really cool character design. Uh, they I don't know. They got cut. Uh, the the Wakanda yikes. book gone. Are you serious? Yep. 
So which ones stay? Do you have a list? I can't believe out of all um, of them. Here, let me see. Uh, beep, beep, beep. There was something controversial about the union. Like some people didn't like maybe the naming of the characters or that they had people from like certain countries together. Uh, okay, so the Empire Star Ran- Storm Ranger, gone, which that is about Miss um, Marvel. Marvel's suit that mm-hmm. was from outer space. Union, gone. Uh, Empire Thor, gone. Uh, let's see here. I think they got rid of the Empire Spider-Man thing. The issue ten of Strike Force gone. Uh, what else got? Did they get rid of? Oh, the Empire uh, Ghost Rider gone. The Empire. I think the ones that were just like the one-offs. They just like nope, get them out. Nope, done, done, yeah, done. Most of the things that start with Empire semicolon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Those are the ones I was definitely not going to buy. Yeah. Oh, the, the Empire, the Invasion of Wakanda, which I was really excited about it because uh, Zeb Wells uh, was going to write was going to write that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I th- and I think it really did boil down to terrible pre-order sales and way too many goddamn books. Yeah. In an event. Yeah. So. Yeah. In Sorry. an economy that's just starting to like get its feet back underneath it. Yeah. Which is which is a bummer because I was super excited about Union and then I saw those promo pics. I'm like, fuck, what could have been? Yeah, that's a bummer. Well, we can hope for the the omnibus, I guess. Yes, give us the omnibus. The omnibus. <laughs> the omnibus. <laughs> you took the Empire books out of my brain. <laughs> you had them there on the checklist, now they're gone all the same. How will I know about stuff? <laughs> I bet Union was good, but you didn't get any guff. Well, I guess I can't complain. I was pissed that there were so many issues, and yeah, I got what I wanted, and Why I, didn't I can't you be sour about the ones it I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> I'm upset, guys. I think we have to talk about the real star of Empire, which is the Joy Wave. Oh boy. Uh. uh, uh, uh ad i guess for the yeah it ba- says advertisement <laughs> the right there for you book for the band joy wave yeah whatever record label this is this is the same like breaking benjamin label that like thinks this is going to be their big marketing push it's a terrible idea it, as a kid i would see this and go i fucking hate joy wave yeah <laughs> <It's> stupid <laughs> i hate breaking breaking benjamin to this day because of all the ads they bought in these dumb comics and how <laughs> terrible they are i couldn't even <laughs> tell you they breaking benjamin Bought ads in a comic book. They it was all that was in the back of Marvel for like for two like, months. Yeah, it was terrible. Oh my yeah. god, it was a long time. I just I appreciate that this faux comic book ad is at least on the back cover, mm-hmm. yeah, and not something where I turn the page. <laughs> And fucking then, like, Snickers in DC. Yes. I hate those. Yeah. Yeah. You're reading a Justice League book and then you turn it and like Wonder Woman is talking to Superman and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Great Two frames be. in. Oh, it's Snickers. How <laughs> <laughs> would awesome it be if they actually did work this Joy Wave ad into the Empire event? Beep, beep, beep. Over. That was the podcast that you just listened to that we just made. It was about number ones and one number zero. We had fun. We talked about some stuff. We learned about the moon, which is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like to rate things, we'd love it if you'd rate us with a five-star review on any of the podcast apps you listen to. Um, if you like more content from us, we have a Patreon. Go check that out. Uh, we also have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. Working on that Wikipedia right now. Um, but other than that, thanks again for joining us so much. 
and we will see you next week and thanks primary color music for doing all our uh, music yeah and thanks uh for the moon for being here because we're recording on it i'm surprised you didn't know that's why it's crowded on the moon is because first issue because we're here too Mm -hmm. our big egos (laughs) joke landed on the moon